Yo, what is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Maddie Fucking Smokes. He showed me how to get here, too. Shout out to Steph. I do do this more. <laughs> uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're back. We got JW with us here today. Welcome, JW. How are we doing? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you guys <laughs> thinking like, of me. You know, voice like, activated. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, for you know hearing my voice. How's your day, bro? What'd you do? I mean, I don't have classes on Friday. What? Yeah, bro. I set that. I set that schedule up right, so I, I can just. So how many classes are you taking? So I got two on Tuesday, Thursday, and one on Monday, Wednesday. Dang. And then, um, what's your major? <laughs> Where are you majoring? Oh, poli-sci major. Poli-sci. Oh, I was shit. a double major in, uh, <laughs> well, dude, I was a, I was a double major in, uh, political science and, uh, in psychology. And I actually was more of a psychology major and put a lot of time in my psychology major for most of my, you know, collegiate academic career you know it sounds official right mm -hmm. and i was like you know i'm gonna add po uh, political science because you know my sister was telling me you know you should really focus on politics in college like because you're you know you you have a decent grasp of it and you know you should you know you know educate yourself more on it because you're you'll be good at it and so i was like okay cool so i listened to my sister after my sophomore year and uh, second semester, I think, of my sophomore year. No, my first semester of my junior year, I, I threw in a bunch of, you know, pretty cool classes uh, for politics, and I got really more invested into it as time went along. Not, no, that's oh. all good. So uh, answering your statement question, um, w the more, I guess, actually, to be honest with you, it, that it does kind of work that way. When you start to understand politics more, you start to open your ears a lot more. And I feel like people who don't necessarily understand politics past its surface level, they are more, you know, they're more passionate almost in a way about it to the point where it's, it's like almost overwhelming. And I feel like I was there for a little bit because I was young and I was politically activated, especially uh, 2015, 2016, and 2017. And because that's like, those are the first years where I was like, wow, I, I'm understanding this political stuff. And I just had surface level knowledge. And actually, you know, I think, and it's really hard when you start to actually read books. You start to understand political theory and political, you know, how politics exists in our everyday lives. And then even dragging it out to, like, the psychological side of things of why people do certain things. And then you drag it out to, like, the philosophical side of things. Try to really think because uh, political philosophy is different from political science in different senses. So it's like, you're, you know, when I was able to actually kind of, like, put all this together, I started to become... Le I, I learned how to act, use my voice differently instead of annoying people. Instead of being, you know, you know, really energized about it. I started to be like, okay. Like I started to really understand it and, and break it down so I can... Because it's really fun when you get past surface level on things. When you get past that surface level, you really start to slow things down a lot. So to, to go back to your question, people, people <laughs> who get really into politics doesn't it doesn't necessarily make them want to stay away from politics but it it makes them reevaluate the way they the way they look at politics the way they speak about politics you know and and it re it kind of readjusts how politically active they they really are 
you get a you get a large portion of the United States. They call it the uh, silent majority, which is about like twenty to thirty percent of the population. You know that twenty thirty percent is generally in the middle class, or they're very usually politically outspoken. Mm-hmm. So you know that, and they keep their mouth shut because you know they you know they have a decent understanding, or they're one they're one style of voter, so they'll vote on one policy. You know, one policy voters they'll vote on a certain policy that you know that impacts them and. You know, it's it's really interesting when you start looking at that side of things with uh, politics. But um, yeah, do you think more people need to look at politics like in a closer lens? Um, I generally think that uh, you know you talk to a lot of people about politics, and a lot of them want to stay out of it because you know politics is complicated. Politics is stressful. Um, the one thing that, and I mean, I think people know this, but they don't want to know that politics is about it's literally their everyday life. It's literally, you know, so it's I think people should be more activated, but th- but I but more of an educational sense. Activated in a way of not going out and, you know, like voting is, I think people should vote a lot more. I think that needs to happen more in this country. But um, people actually educating themselves like in, in certain texts and trying to understand you know what our constitution is and how that was built and discovered in in its way because interesting enough interesting yeah dude it's so cool when you look at like the how the constitution was constructed it was literally pulling in all sorts of different theories from other pol- people who were like some of the very first political uh philosophers or or uh, even political scientists so you have you know things of machiavelli like machiavelli talked a lot about in the prince he talked a lot about you know, the right to bear arms, basically, in a way that he, you know, he viewed how the Italian states, the reason why they weren't succeeding is because a church, they they were relied too much on armies outside of there. They relied too much on armies, you know, they were relied too much on protection from mercenaries. And, and, you know, he had this view that, you know, if you arm the Italian people, invasions would be harder. If you had your own army, in a way, so that self-regulated militia, you know, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but you know what I'm saying, within the within the uh, Second Amendment, that, that, the, that militia, and then all people have the right to, to bear their arms as well. So educating ourselves on political theory and political you know, science so we have some sort of grasp about how our government works will activate us in a different way, and I think in a very healthy way. So, and we can start making our government more effective again and holding our government more accountable in our country, especially. What steps can people take to kind of advance their knowledge? Because, I mean, obviously, like, that's your major. It's poli-sci in school, but not everybody's poli-sci majors. So, like, what can the average Joe do to uh, get up to date on, you know, politics, learn more? Um, honestly, listen to podcasts as much as you can. Listen to even people you might not agree with. So even, like, people like Ben Shapiro or, um, you know, he's kind of annoying at times, but he's good. To, he's a good guy to listen to once in a while. Even challenge yourself with... With other uh, thinkers like Jordan Peterson, he's not a political guy, but he talks a lot of he talk he pulls in a lot of political thinking and trains of thought within his like approach for psychology. Um, you know, I like listening to those guys, but in general, the reason you want to listen to different voices is because you want to challenge yourself. We live in a in a in especially a col- like a world in academia today where we are in a bubble. This campus, every campus in America, is a bubble. And I think to break out of that bubble as an individual, you need to listen to multiple voices and to listen, you know, so 
and forcing yourself to read books, you know, like outside of class. Like, whoa, okay, this book has a lot of good reviews. I want to read this because it ties in with, you know, the selection process. You know, you want to challenge yourself with reading, especially um, academic reading. So even though Aristotle's really boring, what was he talking about in his book of politics? You know, like, what was that? Um, and you know, even take notes on it. But that's, I mean, that's the thing is that how much time are you willing to invest to expand your knowledge? I, I as a person hate reading i hated it for the longest time i think a lot of people can relate to that but the thing is is where i got to the point where i wanted to treat reading and gaining knowledge to expand my intellect i started treating that as a competitive i try to bring that into my competitive nature as a person because when i get when i get into a room with people that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's a good thing because when you get in, when I, I thought of like when I get to a room with people, I want to at least have some sort of like idea what I'm talking about or you what they're pitch talking in a little. about. <clears throat> Every single time, huh? Every single time. So like right now, right now, are, is this a competition right now between? Oh, it's not like that. I don't look okay. at it like that. Okay. I'm looking at like to me, I'm 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 competing with myself so I can expand my knowledge. You feel me? I got a question real quick. So you you were you worked in a library over summer, correct? Yes. How many books did you read throughout the summer? Approximate. I think I read uh I read about two or three. And then uh and, and then I actually honestly got into more audiobooks. I realized I'm actually really do a good job with pulling in information from podcasts. So I stopped reading cover That's a to lot cover. Of yeah. Okay. And honestly, yeah. That's what I heard. Like someone told me, ah, because someone wanted me to read. So I'm a tour guide. So I gave a tour to like some some chick, and she was like, uh, talking about Shakespeare. She's like, oh, because she was an English major, or she wanted to be an English major. She was like, oh, like Shakespeare. He's like the greatest of all the time. Like because like he says stuff that's like, in a way, true. I can't really explain it. Shakespeare. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shakespeare. Like the way he wrote. He wrote where it's like not only does it like like you said earlier like philosophical who who was philosophical that you were saying earlier? There's a lot of people who are philosophical. Dang, okay, you yeah, talking about Aristotle? Aristotle, 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 Aristotle. Aristotle. <laughs> Is that near the same uh, time region? Aristotle, no, and, uh, he's Shakespeare. No, 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 no. Aristotle was way, way, before, way, way, way. Back. Yeah, isn't like Shakespeare 1500s? <laughs> I'm asking you, bro. <laughs> and Shakespeare's like 15, 1600s. Yeah, you know, let's, let's, hey, look it up. let's look it up. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, well, <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan show. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aristotle. The thing is, though, is that Aristotle's is utilized so much, and and he should be. He's actually helped. He was one of the one of the very. I mean, Plato. Plato was. He thought. In, is that near the same time? Plato. Plato uh, helped teach Aristotle. So oh, Socrates. shoot. Yeah, so Socrates. Why are we talking about Aristotle? Let's talk about Plato. Plato's Republic, bro. You know, the funny thing is Plato's Republic is very interesting. He talked about uh, our the, the the three parts of our soul, and then he talked about and, and actually used the three parts of our soul and try to actually use that to create a city, which is kind of like this utopian, this utopian type of city in a way, but using three parts of the soul. It gets really complicated. He's more of a political uh, – He's more of like political philosophy in a way. He's very theoretic. And the funny thing is I talked about Machiavelli. Machiavelli really wanted to kind of 
uh, he actually kind of challenged uh, Plato because everything was within theory. He wanted to look, and Machiavelli wanted to look at things that were realistic and real. And, you know, so that's what kind of starts, you start seeing that divide between philosophy and uh, political philosophy and political science in a way, the okay. way the theories are uh, created. You want to know <laughs> what I'm thinking right now? What you got, Jay? I'm thinking, now this is just, this is just a thought, because you're, you're politics. So that was, that was you and politics. This is me and politics. Are these guys, I'm talking about Aristotle, like Plato, Machiavelli, the fathers, would you say, like, are they the fathers of politics in a sense? There's, there's some of the, the links that we have. There, okay. there's some of the, they're, they're part of this creation of, mm-hmm. of modern politics. Right. Like I said in the beginning. Were they Christian? Yeah, but funny, funny thing enough, it, well, no, Aristotle wasn't, and Plato wasn't. Uh, okay. But they, I think, those two both believed in some sort of central mover. But they weren't. They still talked about the gods, and they're because they're they're Greece, they're Greek, and okay. they're from Greece, you know. So, oh, all right. So <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Machiavelli is Italian, and like, he's from like the 1500s, but he was actually the church. He was actually critical on the church. Like I told you, he mm-hmm. he kind of challenged the church because he felt that they were kind of. Uh, they're kind of part of the reason why Italy or the Western world was so fractured up in a way. Um, I don't want to get into that. So that's really complicated history, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not a theo right. major, but um, you know. So he he's interesting, but he and the thing is, is like even people like Mill, who's another political theorist, and you know, which uh, I just started getting into him. He, he he critiques the church. A lot of these guys critique the church. And the funny thing, I actually talked about this in our classes, the critique of the church was never cynical in any way. You know, their critique was a, more of a question. They're questioning the church and in, in, in kind of like seeing like why, they're questioning why all this is happening and what kind of that process of to where, like just like the church in Italy, like, oh, I'll give actually a better example, like the Crusades. You're convincing large swaths of people to, you know, all this glory is to be had by taking back Jerusalem, you know. So it, it's like, you know, it's the small things like that that you see. And, like, there aren't, and you, even their, like, their politics that they would play into other countries, uh, like the Tudors, like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of them, but uh, dude was, like, he couldn't get a divorce, and he was, cho- he was just executing his wives. <laughs> you know, like, there's this, because he couldn't get a divorce through the church, like, he wouldn't grant it. So, like, there's a lot of things in that, but I think, you see these political theorists, especially in that time, critique the church um, in a healthy way. Yeah, so we just kind of jumped into, like like you were saying, we just kind of jumped into uh, into the politics thing, <laughs> jumped off your major. But uh, tell us about you, J-Dub. What's, uh, what grinds your gears? What gets you going? Well, <laughs> what do you got for us? Well, you know, I guess the basic stuff is my favorite color is blue. Love that. Same here. <laughs> Same here. That's... <laughs> Great but uh, great first answer. But I'm from I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, you know, I've traveled. Uh, this is my obviously my fifth college, and uh, a lot of the traveling has either been due to financials, uh, getting hurt in football, or uh, no, it was actually I didn't get hurt in, in football, but football didn't clear me, or just kind of wanting to be closer to home. I've been all over the place, um, and that's really. I've, what like, states have you been to? Uh, I so I went to uh, states I've been to in my college lifetime yeah. was uh it was first i went to south dakota and rapid city south dakota at south dakota school of mines and technology i went back to uh, arizona to northern arizona university and then from there i went to chicago at lake forest college 
And then from Lake Forest College, I went uh, back, you know, to the west, and I went to Cal Lutheran. And then from Cal Lutheran, that's where I am now. So I've spent my, since 18, since being 18 and out of the house in that summer, um, after graduation, um, I've been on the road all over the place. It's actually the first time Jeez. I haven't had my car. I told my dad not to bring my car up because he was actually going to drive it up here for this semester. I'm like, dude, don't even worry about it right now. It's, yeah, you know, like I'll just, you know, we take the bus everywhere and we do all that, you know. Not having a car has been kind of frustrating, but I don't really need it up here. So it's, right. so yeah, so that's my oh, whole the trip. The car, being carless, bro, sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, horrible. It's hard up here. So what's, what's the reason for all the moving around? You just didn't find a stick? No, so I, uh, my freshman year, I was at South Dakota School of Mines and Technology in Rapid City, which is kind of like, Rapid City is kind of like St. Cloud in a way. Um, and it's like, you know, uh, I was originally an industrial engineering major there, hmm. and I ended up switching from that to uh, pre-med um, the la- that last semester I was there because uh, I wanted to get into uh, possibly psychiatry. Oh. Um, so I, but my head coach left and cause he went to, you know, Utah. So, you know, I was like, all right, coach Collins has left. I'm going to, I'm leaving. Uh, dang. And, so you went there just for him? No. So here's the deal is that when I was there, like when you, when you, tra- when you, he recruited me, so did coach Tinker, who's the head coach there now, which I like Tinker a lot. And, but, uh, when he recruited me, you know, like you usually like, head coaches and stuff like that like usually when your head coach leaves from like a scholarship program generally sometimes you'll leave too a lot of some of the players will leave a lot a lot of the players did leave and that wasn't i don't know i don't know all their reasonings but you know uh coach collins uh you know great guy and i was just like all right well he's leaving then you know i don't really i didn't really have a good relationship with the d-line coach there at the time um and he yeah I, I and i had a meeting with all of them too and it was just complicated and i was like dude i think i just need to go home and go play ball at either nau or um nau or um u of a were the two schools that i wanted to go to and and live my dream of playing division one football bear down baby yeah, exactly <laughs> you know I'm a big u of a guy still uh but um so i went there ended up say, saying you know i'll play northern arizona university um, Danny Mahan was my good friend, who that's why I wear number eighty three. His dad, Terry, Uncle T, he's Uncle the one T. that played. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great guy, man. And he's the one that I wanted to play for his alma mater because he was a really good wide receiver. Um, Andy Reid was a coach at NAU. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, he, he's good. He's a good good friend with Andy Reid. Yeah, so oh, he uh, he was there, and I was like, you know, dude, I kind of you know he hyped up NAU, and I you know I believed it, and he I mean, he was right about all of it. So I was like, great! I'm I'm excited to go there. So I stuck I stuck with my guns and went to NA, uh, NAU instead of taking the walk on to U of A that I got in the summer. And you know they uh, didn't medically clear me because of my back. So I had a I was injured um, my back, but I I was got I got cleared by my spine doctor, and I even gave that clearance to that to the NAU doctor, and he still refused to clear me. It was it was messed up in my opinion. So. I, in being in that situation, I transferred in there and I redshirted basically, and to and now I can't. I have to leave again if I want to play football. So, I, so I couldn't go D two or D one. I would have to either go D three or JUCO. 
Because, yeah, it was it's NCAA's messed up with their yeah. transfer rules. I, and in my opinion, you know, I feel like if you want to track, right? Yeah, it's, it messes with the clock. It, it's you know, there's a lot of pr- pressure on guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but transferring is actually really uh, common now in collegiate sports. Just like you yeah. see in football, it's a lot of people wanting, you know, they experience something, they don't like it, they, and they feel that they can leave. And I think that's a... At A-B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think it's a good thing. A lot of my reasonings weren't mostly always football-related, like I said before, but... So my dad's like, you know, I think St. John's is the right place for you to go, you know. They're Dang, just randomly? No, we they, St. John's has been recruiting me for a while. Novak and Novak and Dumo have known about me for a while, and they're good guys, and my dad talked to them, and they set everything up. My dad's like, yeah, you're going to go to St. John's. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah now, so now, 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 now I'm here. here. Now we're in this room. <laughs> now good shit. Long, yeah, that was a long story, but that's literally how it's been going, bro. So how's it been going now? Obviously, it's been a great season so far. I, I you know, I've, I've the school's grown on me. I really like the way uh, classes are taught here. It's very Socratic. So going back to Socrates, it's very Socratic the way it is. It's, um, and I enjoy that because I feel like this school sticks with the actual roots of liberal arts. It hasn't conformed it any or like transformed it and forced it to conform to certain ways. It's not. It's not. It, it teaches people the correct way. You yeah. know, there's self-accountability in these classes and uh, to, teach your, to teach each other and ourselves and then the teacher will teach you. Like, I mean, how many classes have y'all have where you get into little groups and you discuss things about the readings and about the information and then we branch out, talk as a class and then the, then the teacher talks a little bit, shows his little slides and where he's <laughs> communicating, breaking things down. Then we go back into groups to discuss things. Like, that's bro, how class goes, bro. That, that's, <laughs> that's every calm class, right? Dude, in it, calm class, philosophy class, you know, uh, any like you know, humanities and stuff like that. And that's how you learn, bro, is it's... You ask questions, you question things, you uh, just try to discover. And college is about... And how is Cal Lutheran? How, how are their classes? How do they go? Very, dude, Cal Lutheran was a... Glor- I don't know why it was private. It was, they was, they was acted like it was a private school, a public school, honestly. I feel like it was a public education. Uh, but Cal Lutheran's really, really good business school and really, really good sports science school. Really good, Dang. but uh, they have a major connects there, so it's don't a good the, school. The NFL, but the Rams facilities the Rams, rate yeah. is on our is on our it's property. Your, yeah, yeah, okay. It's right by our practice field. <laughs> I cannot R anymore, but their practice fields. Yeah. So it was really cool. We actually watched them practice, and actually our practices at the time when I was there were all actually built by the Rams to help us okay. out. So our practices yeah. were weird. We our days off were Wednesday, not Monday. Why? Uh, it was. I, I don't. I don't know the whole philosophy behind it, but I guess it's supposed to help try to minimize injuries. Having that day off in the middle of the week like that, I liked it. Low key, yeah. I liked it. It's like wow, I get this kind of this day off real quick to chill. Right. You know, we practice. Okay, I um, guess because you get two days off weekend, so you practice Monday after Sunday. Yeah, mon- yeah. Monday. Yeah, Monday, okay. Tuesday. Is that film? You yeah. Film on Wednesday. I like our practice though. I wish there was a little bit more indie, but uh, I like the way we practice here though. I, I, I like how we keep pads on on Fridays. It keeps it keeps you honest. Uh, I like that. So <laughs> in comparison, I, I do like the way our practices are run. Wish there was a little bit more indie though. But are you ready for the game yeah. tomorrow? Oh, definitely. I think we've had a great practice this week. It's it was a good chill week of practice. People were t- locked in type of yeah. uh, chill. You know, DBs were doing their thing. You know, front seven yeah. was doing our thing. Yeah. We were learning, picking things up, you know. Okay. Uh, so, you know, 
whole idea is to go out there and show the world what we got, man, and be get, humble while we do it. Can we get a prediction? Yeah, because this so, is dropping. I mean, this we, is dropping Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say yeah. We're posting this on Monday, so it'll be after the game. But what's uh what are we what should we be expecting? Expecting you should expect us to win, and then take care of the business, like every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every <you> know? week. <laughs> so that's the expectation, right? It's on the wristband. But uh, you know, I I'm, I'm not gonna give any like like oh play by play or any like predictions score wise. Football's not a predictable sport. It's a sport where you have expectations, and you know we just got to make sure we live up to our expectations. So hopefully, and we should be playing the following week and moving on in the playoffs. So head it out, Kelly. If if Chapman wins, if they can yep. beat Linfield, Linfield's a tough playoff team. Linfield's good. They're yep. a tough playoff team. They've been down the past two three years, but they're a tough playoff team. I don't know how Chapman. I don't. I don't know how they've been able to keep up this run and it's not to shit on them or anything but like we barely lost to them by a last second touchdown i was at calu my year because the safety bit on a tight end instead of helping the corner over top and the corner got burned hmm. we were beating them so it you know Dang. it's a de- de- i would love to get payback on chapman but you know if god grants us another week and i'm happy with whoever we play in the end i think that's how a lot of us johnnies are thinking but hey we wouldn't mind going to cali yeah know? You know, <laughs> yeah, so. get, totally. get some of that Cali sun. Ooh, yeah. It. yeah, next week's uh, next Saturday is supposed to be like snowing, and then you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe God blesses us, man. That'd be nice. Yeah, right, for sure. <laughs> Do you know how tomorrow's supposed to be? Tomorrow's gonna be sunny and forty. Forty, you? yeah. You know, game. Hopefully, it's that. not windy. These playoff games start an hour earlier, though. Uh, they start at noon. Do they? Yeah. So. uh you know, I, I kind of like the one o'clock because it gets yeah. uh, allows things to warm up a little bit more, but uh, it should be fine. You know, I'll look at the forecast and tonight before I go to bed and <laughs> <laughs> double check, dude. And things are, yeah. yeah, you never know with Minnesota, bro. It could be like twenty eight yeah. at, at, nice. at noon and then be forty at four o'clock for like an hour, and then a, just the sun goes down and it goes back to twenty degrees. Right. <laughs> I guess like the biggest thing that I can think of in my mind right now. Cause you know, every time I come over to your crib, bro, I'm always like asking dude, you questions. Like, like, dude, yeah. What about this? Like, <laughs> like last night. I mean, I'm not gonna. But yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's it was just like so. Like, I was just there chilling, bro. He's cuddled up. No, I, I was cuddled up. Actually, bro. I was so tired. And I don't know where JW just hit me. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? Like, what's one of those like high questions? You know, it's like, yeah. See, bro, that's the thing, is, bro. I don't need. I don't need. Uh, I don't need the the green anymore to have these thoughts, man. Like these 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 reaching that next level of of thinking, bro. Like you know, people joke. And the reason I say that is because people joke around and be like, "Yo, bro, like I I I have these crazy high thoughts." And it's like it's like now it's like I don't even I don't even try. I don't, I don't smoke no more. <laughs> you know, I I was like I noticed like, bro, I'm I do a good job with creating this stuff on my own yeah. you know it's like maybe i'm just permanently stoned I, I don't know i haven't figured out the anomaly but i started getting into this phase where i'm like thinking of deep things bro and the way i explain it is is like i have this obsession like i was talking about earlier this obsession of wanting to activate different ideas and knowledge bro and reach different planes of thinking so i can expand my intellect if you're able to expand your <laughs> intellect bro like 
that that power with inside you and that's what I, what I mean by power and I've explained this a lot of people lately is this idea of power inside you is is who you are the strength inside you and I want to expand that in myself so I can be the best person I can be and if I'm able to be the best person I can be I can help others I talking can, about your soul yeah you can talk about the soul you can talk about any way or different parts of the soul as Plato you're was just saying tapping, you're just talking about tapping into a whole new mindset huh? yeah yeah exactly yeah. so Plato talks about in the Republic uh, going back to Plato uh-huh. here we go <laughs> he well, how, hey, how far back we going how far back well we're going back like 2000, 2000 years bro this guy was talking <laughs> about the, the different parts of the soul how bro Dude, right. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm telling you, bro. Talk about like, you know, this idea of like having like a, you know, you have your appetites, right? As a part of your soul, your appetites. Like, man, I want to. You brought them, you brought them peanuts to munch on, bro. That was an appetite, you know. But what if you okay, like? Do, I mean, you use like peanuts. You, what you, that you use, but no, that's an appetite. Okay. I'm using that from the basic sense. Okay. Or you want to eat? You want you want to eat cake? You know, you shouldn't be eating cake. So what do you? But dang, that cake do be looking. Good. So, so the third <laughs> the part is courage. Frosted. The third part's courage. Do you have? And then the the the, the top part is wisdom. It's just wisdom, how much everyone courage, has a appetite. Risk. Everyone has a current like a, a mask a maximum capacity of risk they're gonna take. You know what I mean? Like so, like let's say you're cliff jumping, right? Are all three of us gonna jump? At, like, who's gonna jump first? You know, I've been wrong saying on, on the top of the cliff. Like, all right, like, hey, J Dub, J Dub, jump. Johnny first. jumps first because he's ballsy. Really, is Johnny jumping first? Johnny would jump first. Like, bro. we're talking like we'll be having fun. We're talking like like house. We're jumping. Off I, don't know. I wouldn't oh, jump dude. at all. Y'all can I jump. <laughs> I don't know if I would go first. I, uh, I, I just feel like <laughs> you're a daredevil yeah, kind of guy. So scary. No, but fuck heights. That shit. Oh, this gets exactly what I'm talking about. This, this idea of reason, what I'm trying to get to is this idea of reason. Like you reason yourself in or out of situations. You reason yourself into good or bad situations, you know? Yeah, and okay. What's the so you're example? using wisdom, you know, wow, this cliff's about 300 feet. I, and I don't know if there's a lot of rocks underneath the water or not. It's doing cliff jumping. So you're using your wisdom to develop maybe a courage to prevent you from acting on your appetite of wanting to jump. That makes sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Wisdom, ideas of reason. But I want to eat my peanuts. I was exactly. just saying that's an appetite. You're having an appetite. So I was just trying to use a simple se- yeah. sense. You know, and then now think about appetites, more of like lower pleasures of life, like things that you have lower pleasures, like playing video games. Does that really help you in any way, playing video games? Really? No, no but uh, it's an appetite I have to play video games. It's like something I'm feeding into, you know, um, you know, you know, that I'm or some people are, you know, in a way it's like I'm addicted to playing video games every Saturday night, you know, you know, like, you know, for example, like, yeah. you know, so like, shout out Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that I don't know what Jacob is doing. <laughs> I guess it's just the whole Sorry. appetite thing. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what about appetites? What are you confused about? No, I'm not confused. I'm not confused. I'm just trying to figure out where your appetite is. I want my to know appetite. your appetite. Mm. I think my mm. appetite. What are you hungry for, sire? He's hungry for knowledge. <laughs> that's what <laughs> well, he's gonna no, say. No, that's that's my. I feel like when you talk about from Plato's ideas of the soul. I'm just trying to explain what I came up with. So people are like, oh, all right, what are you, what is he talking about? Oh, he's talking, talking about Plato. About? Uh, three parts of the soul. <laughs> Damn, you know, like. Jeez. But yeah, man, like what I'm trying to see is like you use those those senses of reason, 
And if you're able to reason yourself, understand your reason and understand the power of your reason, you know, the world is obtainable. Like anything that it, anything's possible. I do think anything is possible. I you know anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> you know, like you know what I'm saying though, like Yes. If you're and that's why I've been I've become so obsessed with the idea of knowledge and I, sometimes I I feel like I don't pursue it enough at in days and that's you know like you know and, and I feel bad about it because I didn't pursue it enough just like I had a bad practice I feel bad about it because I didn't do I could I could have done more you know you know so it's just, I've learned to take that competitive nature of mine like I said before and and apply and use that knowledge as something that I want to be competitive for. I want to expand my mind. I want to reach different levels and planes of, of thinking. I want to access, access different energy, of, you know? I want to access different energy. I want to, it's, it's fun. You start to learn different things, bro. You have bla- brain blasts. You try to tap into a whole, okay. So brain what's... Blasts. Brain blasts? Yes. What's up? Brain blasts are nice. They're nice, like, whoa, oh, bro, really? Little... Yeah, bro. Brain Brain blast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fun to have brain blast, right? bro. Totally. I buy in. Need yeah. those. But um, brain blast of information. How do you think I get my inspiration? Brain blast. Brain blast. Pow. On the spot. What? I was gonna say. Pow. <laughs> pow. Pow. It's a Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Carry on. Mm. The Nina, the Pinta, mm. the, the Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? What are you thinking, Jay? Nothing. <laughs> what you nothing, talking about, nothing. bro? You just had an what idea. You talking You're talking. Okay. So you were talking about all this reason, like, oh, everyone has a reason. Everyone has an appetite. So how do you go about? Like, what's your what's your future goal? What are you trying to accomplish? I'm trying. If not, are, are you just trying to spread your kindness, spread your love? Like, spread hey, every, love, everyone bro. wants a hey, J-Dub, you know, hey, J-Dub's getting everyone hugs. You know what I mean? J-Dub's just trying to spread his love. I mean, look at him. He's looking like a big old grizzly bear, bro. He got a bunch of love to give. I, or are you just trying to just, like, you know, get everyone woke? <laughs> Honestly, that's what it sounds like for me. Like, because you're tapping you like in on this knowledge. knowledge. I feel like you should be a professor. I said this so many times. Bro, you'd no. be the dopest. Yeah. You'd be the type of professor, like, dang, like, I will show up to class every day. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I, I, he I, knows what he's talking about. Some of these props would be tweaking. Bro. Trust me, I have my fair share of props, bro. <laughs> Freshman Honestly. year French. Bro. Oh, my God. If you know, you know. <laughs> I, I don't view me it's i don't I, it's not my job to make people woke you know my idea is <laughs> my idea is it, if i'm it. talking to people because they have questions or y'all bring me on the podcast and i talk and people listen you know maybe they hear something of of interest and they might take it to where they want to act upon it like okay you know i see what he's talking about with knowledge you know maybe i should become more obsessed with trying to figure out this whole amazing world that we live in this whole universe you know try to expand on those different levels of thinking and knowledge because knowledge is power like seriously knowledge is power and and it's not even just like it's power especially when you know how to implement it the implementation is the reason the reason aspect of things you know you're reasoning yourself into good or bad situations you can over reason yourself like seriously bro and that's kind of what a you know society kind of gets at at times so but 
I don't. I never felt like it's not my. I don't want to be a professor in that aspect. I don't want to. I don't want to like have to. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like preaching. You know, that's not my. That's not my thing. That's kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah. Well, y'all are. I, I'm on here. Y'all are asking me questions, and I'm answering questions. It's not really me preaching. I'm just trying to give you my my ideas in my mind. Like, I don't is, know. I think when you go off mind? on a tangent out of topic, I think that's preaching in a sense. No, no, no. The idea of preaching is there's a goal. True. There's yeah. a goal, like there's a there's a you're pushing for something, bro. This is a competition. <laughs> this is a competition. <laughs> Not at all, bro. This, this is, is a competition. Preaching's like there's a goal in preaching. When a preacher comes up with his sermon, bro, what's he's trying to establish a goal of of the knowledge that he wants to feed you that day and why why it's right. You know, for me it's like Give me the meats and proteins of knowledge, please. In the side of I'm only twenty three, bro. I don't know that much. I guess it's taken me a long time to uh, mature in that aspect, and I think it yeah, really, no, it honestly starts. I am better than you in a lot of ways, so. <laughs> <laughs> so who am I kidding? <laughs> I guess like the whole, what got me to enjoy this stuff is picking up on uh, it. Actually, struggles like uh, in my life is what pushed me towards this. It's this sense of not wanting to give up. So I want to expand things and I want to do whatever I can to understand this world that I'm, I feel like I'm struggling in. So, uh, especially mentally, like I want to understand it. And so I can better myself. I want to pursue happiness and what is happiness and how does happiness apply to me? And happiness is it part of happiness is knowledge. Cause you know, I don't think you see a lot of people who are insanely smart that are totally unhappy all the time. You know, like people, I beg to differ. I mean, it depends on how you want to. I think happiness. Imp- I think everyone has, everyone has different happinesses. You know, your happiness might be knowledge, but bro, I was watching Free Soul the other day, and that dude's happiness is climbing, bro. You know what I mean? It's like that's what gives him the most joy. When he made it on the top of uh, nuts. on the last on the last mountain, bro. I forgot what that. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite is that what it's pronounced? Yosemite, yeah. in Cali. You know what I was talking about? Um, higher pleasures and lower pleasures in life and succeeding and pushing yourself to those levels and those heights. You know, that's something that I'm talking about. You know, he wanted to expand on, on things that he loves doing and knows that he's really good at. He has knowledge to climb those mountains and to succeed in climbing those mountains. He has yeah. to have knowledge to do that. I can't just, you know, and, and he, and I, you know, and the thing is, I, I agree with you. you. You know, in general, like everyone's happiness is a different. But I think the, in the, the ability to reach happiness, there's a kind of like an equation to happiness in a way. And, um, and I feel like that part of that is struggling in life and fighting through struggles and, and, and when you're and learning and kind of like evaluating yourself through those struggles, you know. Um, so you're pretty much saying, you know, once you get in a, in a low place, I know exactly what you're talking about. Once you get in a low place and you, you know how people always like overthink like to overthink on things like okay let's say uh like so like let's say after a breakup after a breakup that's perfect so you're down right sure and you start overthinking on shit like you're like ah oh, i'm like yeah like why am i not good enough like why is she like why are you broken up or like you're talking to another girl but you're just overthinking like oh damn i wonder like you know my that girl's talking to someone else you gotta let yourself you gotta let yourself you gotta let those thoughts eat yourself up is that what you're saying? You yeah. Know what I mean? So like you kind of get what I was talking it. about. You're reasoning like, yourself. I'm, in just re- I'm just reasoning it. Yeah, I'm just you, wording it in a way where like. How do I implement the reason? Huh? If I get in a bad situation and a girl breaks up with me, 
you know, and especially when you're a young dude in high, you know, coming out of high school or you're in college oh, and someone dude, breaks up first, with you. Hey, that first high school breakup, bro. Yeah. Wow. That hurts. You reason that yourself. Hurts. Like, oh, and you're pointing fingers at everywhere or you're pointing too much inside and stuff. Yeah. So you're over reasoning oh. the situation. And what happens when, when you start to grow, especially in our 20s, people act like this is supposed to be the time of your life. No, bro, this is the time <laughs> to grow. You're, 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 this is the time to implement yourself in this world to, and figure things out. Fail. And when you fail, learn from it and expand yourself to something else and, or continue to keep on pushing through. You know, it's about reasoning and using your reason and using reason requires knowledge and wisdom and, and it requires courage. And that courage helps curve appetites and that you don't need to do. Like, oh, I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't need to smoke. I don't, I don't need to hit the jewel. Those are appetites. Those are lower pleasures. They're a pleasure in your life, but they're lower pleasures. You know, and how do I curve myself away from that? Because I want to get to point from point A to point B in my life. That's why people tell you, you ever hear that those like one, two, and three year goals? Remember we talked about that with the, with the business, I talked about business plan? Yeah. You, the reason you do that is because those are areas you want to start reaching to. And in between those areas are also smaller little goals or smaller things that you need to fix on the way to get there. So for me in my life, and the reason I feel that struggle has helped me is because I was in dark moments in my life. And I felt that I was tired of being tired. Seriously, I was tired of it. What am I going to do? I started picking up books. Or I started to want to figure out what, it, what is happiness? What, it, 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 what is it to me? And I, started, and I started seeing, reading certain you know, philosophers, even like Frederick Nietzsche, and he's kind of, he's kind of crazy, but he had some good ideas he's about the idea. Crazy. He is, bro. He's really crazy, bro. And, but he had this idea of struggle, and struggle is what helps bring happiness because, and that's what I started figuring out. It's like, wow, when I get over this hump, I'm gonna be happy I did be, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be happy because I succeeded uh, there. That's early, hey, yeah. that's early morning, before you know, six thirty a.m. running. Like, <laughs> it's a great example. You know, like it's a great uh, example. Okay, but, but if you get up, it's like okay. If I get up, if I get up, I'll be good. But you know that bed be feeling like a cloud, bro. Mm -hmm. Oh my! You God. wake up, you do that running, and you're struggling. That's a struggle. But then you feel straight. You feel so good. When you get done, bro, let's go hit the out. reef. Let's go get some food. Yeah. Like, let me talk with the boys. We can focus <laughs> on other things because we made it. And that's, and you can apply that knowledge to, in that scenario, but into broader terms throughout your life about, you know, certain uh, loss in the family or, you know, you experience a tragedy, dude. If you can, and this is the part where, like, when you grow, like, you start to pick up certain cues and you start to say, like, okay, what can I do to help myself be better? You know, wake up every morning and catch certain certain things in my head that I think to myself that are negative. Or when I'm talking to people, small little judgments. You know, all of us judge people in certain ways. Like, but I pick up in my head, like, Dang. I don't know, I shouldn't be judging you. Like, I start picking up these small mental cues. And from there, you're developing a sense of, you're, you're, you're teaching your brain which actually, this, like, it's proven, like, this neural pathway type stuff, dude, is nuts. You're teaching yourself to just not create these bad habits. You're, you're actually almost, uh, like, creating scar tissue over those 
over those neural pathways so you don't use them anymore and you create new neural pathways. So you're just training yourself to make good decisions unconsciously. Because you're catching up. You're, ca you're catching yourself doing things that you don't want to do anymore. People complain about, man, why am I this way? Why are you this way? Can you think? <laughs> Can you think to yourself? Know. You know, some people talk to me and they, you know, I, you know, I have some good friends and you know, some people open up to me and people tell me all these things because, you know, we've all been there. We tell people these things and then our issues we vent. And it's like, you just told me everything you felt you were doing wrong. So what can you do as a person to, to change that? You're telling me all this stuff, you know, or you're telling yourself. Like for me, I tell myself stuff every single day. I mean, of course, everyone does. You yeah, know, I mean, got that, like, little gosh, voice in that little voice in your head. How can you turn that voice to your to your number one fan? <laughs> more, more, most of the time. How can you make that angel on your shoulder more more prevalent than that devil? How can you do that as a person? It, it, it's all about you. It's all about what you choose to do. What does Johnny want to do? You know, little Johnny know. jokes, right? What does Johnny want to do? What does Johnny want to do? You know, God bless you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's like, fantastic. <laughs> but that, that's the biggest thing, bro, is how can I get myself better? And you can't get better hiding away in, the, in your room. You can't get better avoiding, avoiding things that you feel are, that will trigger you in any way. You get better by looking at things, those fears in their face. Sometimes in the mirror, you have to look in the mirror and be like, I'm, I, I need to change this. I'm not gonna let you get in the way of my success because I have a purpose in this world and I'm gonna figure it out. It's literally about take. It's literally taking the taking the world by the balls, bro. That's that's self determination that you have to decide as a person. Like, do I want to take the world by the balls or do I want to do I want to allow the world to take me and consume me? Because when the world the world just doesn't get you there, bro. It consumes you when you allow it to consume you. Because because this is a dog eats dog world, and, and at the end of the day, it is. And it's what are you gonna do? Are you gonna step up today or tomorrow? It doesn't matter when, but hopefully you do soon. And you start to look at things. And this is the thing is we actually in society, we do too much self-internalizing to where it's unhealthy. What I'm trying to get at is how can you internalize in a healthy way by being, you know, your biggest fan, but appropriately, you know? Because your biggest fan is gonna tell you, is gonna tell you honest things about yourself that you need to change constructive criticism if you can internal if you can self-internalize constructive criticism to yourself and learn and teach yourself every single day you will see growth and change within months and within years and you will continue you create this habit and you continue to grow i talk about happiness as a as your it's a maintenance and a light you let this whole world is we, we go in times of darkness and when you go through those times of darkness you need a light right and there's a light down there there is and you find that light and you you turn that light on but like every light like every light bulb it dies out like every lantern the light goes away what do you have to do you have to create maintenance you gotta maintenance yourself you gotta maintenance that light keep that light on as long as you can and when it goes out you'll be less when it goes out the first time you're shocked so you you know you're struggling to get it on the second time goes out another time like you kind of get frustrated why is this out the third time 
you know, if you start to kind of be like, all right, dude, I need my, I might need to change something a little bit, you know, and then you start to change some things. So then it becomes easier to turn that light back on. So your, your path is more visible to you. And the, and because the light's always going to turn off at some point. It's, that's, and that's what I view happiness as, that light. That, that light. In your life. Oh. You, that light and goes you haven't on and on. Oh. You want to flip the switch, huh? Yeah. You sometimes, you turn the, sometimes you turn that switch off yourself. True. By, True. by, by reasoning yourself into dumb situations, mm. into bad situations. So you're just trying to keep the light on. Exactly. And you need maintenance for that light. Just like a light bulb or a lantern with a, you know, it's like... No fun. Yeah. There's no internal. <laughs> there's no internal flame, man. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not Prometheus. We're not. We're not in we Prometheus. Yeah, dude. You know the, the the fire of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like that fire is gonna go out. That light's gonna go out. And so. you said you're not a preacher earlier. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> just speaking my mind, bro. People, I, there's plenty of people who might disagree with what I'm saying, and that's fine. But like, oh, we I, hop them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, like, like, like Jade up said, it's a competition. You feel no, me? it's a competition with yourself. That's what I'm saying. That's like, okay. that, that when I talk about again, I've said that like three times. No, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's I a kind you giving me. I'm giving me shit, but I'm just saying like, it, you want to compete with yourself in a healthy way. And the healthy way is constructive criticism. How do I implement it in my life so I can properly uh, self internalize? When I'm able to properly self internalize, <laughs> I'm able to expand. And from that expansion, you expand into knowledge and wisdom, and you learn how to use knowledge and wisdom to inhabit your courage you know to you know to create this courage that prevents you from doing things that might make you sad in the future you know like it's and struggles all a part of that if we didn't struggle in this life uh it's just it's impossible to think about think of any person who's been very successful and they'll tell you their struggle story and how it made them great that's why i admire people who have went through this world struggling and came out uh, a victor because of how much time and effort they put into themselves to be the greatest person they can be. And though a lot of the times those people impacted the world in their communities, you know, that's it's So it's, it's by that end. It's if we're able to work on the individual level. We're able to apply ourselves into the group level or community level. You know, God talks about, you know, you're a fool if you don't take that beam out of your eye first mm-hmm. before you help your friend mm-hmm. with the beam in his eye. So, you know, that's, you know, it's important to kind of like kind of get that structural idea, that notion of why success is important and, uh, and how you get there as a person because it's a struggle every step of the way. JW, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, anytime, guys. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Fantastic. No, yeah, we, uh, you did a great job. Kind of gave you the floor. Thank you, uh, for sharing all of your, Philosophical madness, my science. That's literally how I explain it. It keeps me up at night sometimes. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's know. so fun to listen to. I love it. Thanks, uh, brother. We'll definitely have J-Dub on in the near future. He's going to be helping us out mm-hmm. here at the Talking Company. Very, very up soon. Up in the near future. Oh. We're working on lots of good stuff over here, and uh, we're super psyched about it. So uh, stay listening. Have a good week, y'all. We love we, you. We, J-Dub, anything else to say before, before we close this off? Yeah, just... Uh, Enjoy life as much as you can because it's beautiful. Love that. Love, love that. that. Love that. Love, love that. it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, See you, you guys. Up.